welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. You cannot be a strong Christian and not strong in Scripture. You can be theologically strong and yet not a strong Christian. So theological exercise is, does not equate spiritual advancement. However, because you must be prepared always, 1 Peter 3.15, to give an answer to anyone who asks for the hope that is in you. Be always ready. Not sometimes, always. You must be always ready to give an answer to anyone who asks for the hope or asks of the hope that is in you. So the hope that is in you must be seen by others who will be interested in asking questions about the kind of faith you have. That tells you that Christian practice is not a private thing. You can be a secret Christian to show. People will see the, there's something in you in you people will see. And so when they ask of the hope that is in you, you must have a reason for your hope. That is where scripture come in. Because you must have a scriptural reason for why you believe what you believe. You must have a scriptural reason for sitting here. If you keep coming here, keep coming here, keep coming here and don't have a scriptural reason, when the pandemic comes, it will take you out. You must have a scriptural reason for giving. A scriptural reason for praying. A scriptural reason for serving. Before you think that we serve in the ashes because so that some guys will like you. Before you think you join the choir so you can develop your potential music career. (laughs) If you don't have a scriptural reason, you'll be making an unreasonable steps. So that is where the scripture comes in handy. Every believer must grow in the knowledge, in grace and the knowledge of God. He said in the book of Ephesians that we should endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 3. Endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. It's the the unity that is given by the spirit. No man can do anything about that unity. What we do is endeavor to keep it. Keep it. When someone leaves their child to you for you to take care of, to babysit, they are not asking you to give birth to that, a, a twin to, of that child. They are not asking you to make the child grow taller. Just take care of the child for me. You have to just keep the, make sure the child is, is fed, is washing, is taking. That's all. Protect them. Keep it. Keep it. He didn't say give birth. Keep it. Endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit. So that means that when we are believers, the spirit gives us some unity already. 
That's why those of you who create divisions in church, you are working against the spirit. Because he says, endeavor, our own is putting an effort, make every attempt, endeavor. I know sometimes you don't get on with somebody. Hey, girl, get over yourself and endeavor to keep the unity. You have to make, that's what Christianity is about. Make the attempt. You say, I don't get on with these people. I don't get on, get on by yourself. Get on yourself. You are not all that in a bag of chips. of the spirit out to the bond of peace. Some people are creating confusion. It takes peace, a bond of peace to keep the... Why? Because there's one body, one baptism, one Lord. So there's one body, one spirit, just as you are called into one hope. Your hope for heaven is not different from my hope from heaven. From heaven. The spirit that is working in you is not different from the spirit that is working in me. The body you are part of is not different from the body I'm part of. It's one body, one spirit. One hope of our calling, one baptism, one faith. Oh, come on, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's, we have this once, once. Then it tells about one God and Father of all. That's why we pray our Father. It's one God and Father of all. Seven of the ones. One spirit, one body, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father. Seven ones. That is what keeps, that's what makes us one. So what makes me a part of you is the God that is in you who is also in me. What makes me a part of you is the body you are part of, which I'm also part of. What makes me a part of you is the baptism you are baptized with. is the same baptism I also got baptized with. What makes me a part of you is the spirit that is in you, which is the same spirit in me. One spirit, one body. One um, calling, one, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father and all. Then it goes on to every one of us. Oh, so in spite of the fact that we share oneness, 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 yet unto everyone amongst us. You see verse 7? Unto everyone, everyone has got something. Even though we have something in common, unto every one of us. Grace is given based on your exposure to the gift of God. So the grace you operate in has everything to do with the measure of the gift of Christ. I'm teaching some interesting things. I know I've gone off, but, by, but I think you should know this. The grace, say grace. Grace. I want grace, I want grace. It depends on the measure of the gift of Christ. So, years ago when I was studying this, I said, okay, I need to find out what is the gift of Christ. Because when I know the gift of Christ we are talking about, then when I know the measure of the gift, that will determine the, the volume of grace. Because if grace is according to the measure of the gift of Christ, you know, um, sometimes when I go for, I go to, some restaurant, especially breakfast. You know, the full English English breakfast, serve yourself at the when you go to the hotel. Most of you have been to hotels before. Uh, breakfast. What I don't like is uh, sometimes all the Chinese restaurants, their plates are so small. This small, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> These small plates, it can't take much. 
so. But then, so at home, me, I have a huge bowl. Yeah. <laughs> a huge bowl. So the day I really want to eat, I can feel it as much as I can. But so when your bowl is big, you can have more. When your bowl is small, there's not much you can do. Some of you, your car, it can only take one other person. So, the number of passengers Pastor Frank can, or any of us, me, Pastor Frank, Pastor Kobe, let's say it's only two-seater, my own five-seven, the number of passengers we can, that can come with us is, the, is according to the measure of our car. The grace you can receive and flow in is according to the measure of the gift. So, that means that we should be interested in knowing what the gift we are talking about. What, which gift are we talking about? Is it the gift of singing? Is it a gift of prophesying in the name of Jesus? Is, is, it, is it the gift of praying? Is it a, some people say my gift is deliverance, doing deliverance. What kind of bogus gift is that? <laughs> <laughs> what gift are we talking about? Anytime you hear the gift of God, in the Bible we say the gift of God, you are talking about Christ. When you hear the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Spirit, you are talking about word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discernment of spirit, interpretation of tongues, type of kinds of the gift of faith, healing, gift of faith, working in miracles, word of knowledge. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to First Corinthians chapter twelve, from verse four, five, six, seven. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Word of knowledge. There's somebody here. Uh, the Lord is showing me. I'm prophet. These are the gifts of the. When we talk about the gift of Christ, it's not the same as the gift of the Spirit. I might teach you something at all. The gift of Christ is not the same as the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is not the same as the gift of God. God so loved the world that he gave. The gift of God is Christ. Christ is the gift of God. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, interpretation of tongues, diverse kinds of tongues, gift of healings, working of miracles, gift of faith, word of prophecy. All those ones are the manifestation of the spirit, which is normally called the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, but we're talking up here, we are talking about, but the gift, uh, the grace unto, unto every one of us, grace is given. And the grace is not on equal measure. But the grace is according to the measure of the gift. According to the measure. So we have one faith, one body, one, so let's start, one, one spirit, one body, one calling, one hope of our calling, one faith, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one father. Of all, seven. That's what makes us one. Okay? But then after talking about what makes us one, we, are, we have unity, not uniformity. It's a difference between unity and uniformity. We have diversity in unity. So even though we have unity, we still have diversity. That's where the universe comes from. It's one but diversity. That's where you, uni, you say you are, I mean university. Yeah, university. One organization but different diversity. There's diversity of focus of uh, 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 um, disciplines. So university, universe, they are all from the same root word. So here, we have unity, not uniformity. Uniformity is in North Korea. 
Everybody must clap a certain way. Everybody must wear this. Everybody must do that. That's, but God doesn't put us in uniforms. There is variety. There is diversity. And yet, when we say unity, we still like your body. Can you look at the shape of your ear? Completely different from the shape of your lips. Look at the shape of your eyes. Very different from the shape of your knee. And yet, same one body. So your eye doesn't have to be like your foot to be part of the body. So you don't need uniformity in your body, but you definitely need unity. Other than that, if your eye starts working against your knee, the body is in trouble. So, in spite of the fact that we have oneness, 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 he said, but unto each one, each one now, individually, there is diversity. So we are not all the same. We don't all flow in the same dimension. Don't be mistaken to think because we are all reading the Bible, we are at the same spiritual level. No. Some of you, you haven't been in church for long. Some of you, you just came. Come with yourself. No, but I'm older than her. Uh, uh, she was my junior in school. Yeah, but she, she's your senior in church. So, it's important to understand that we are not all at the same level. We can be classmates, but it doesn't mean we are grace mates. We are different. Grace. Unto each, every one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of God. All right, pastor. So, what is the gift of Christ? Do you want me to tell you? So, why are you sleeping if you want me to tell you then? Then he doesn't tell us again. He said, I think he is supposed that we should know. So he said, unto every one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. For when he ascended on high, wherefore he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. The one who ascended, he first descended, the next verse. Now, he that ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. This is talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus, the one who ascended, okay? There's no one who has ascended apart from Jesus. Oh, Confucius, Muhammad, everyone went down. No, they couldn't go up. Watch it. Have you ever seen someone who is falling up? You are falling, and when you fall, when you fell, your legs were that went up. No, your head goes down, your leg doesn't go up. Nobody falls down. When people die, if someone is standing and he dies, will he go up? No, he will come down. So everyone went down. Muhammad went down and he stayed down. Confucius went down, stayed down. Moses went down, stayed down. Every human being goes down. But Jesus Christ, he had to go down because of you and I. He went down so you don't have to go down. So he went down on our behalf. When he finished going down, he got up. So, so... Look at verse 8 again. I want to show you. No, okay. All right, let's go to it. Wherefore he said, verse 8. Wherefore he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity. But I said, no, no, before we talk about his ascension, let's look at it. He went down. So he says that, now, he that ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first. And he went to as low as, 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 as possible. He went as low as the word low. 
the lowest part of the earth. He went low. So you can't say he never went down. He doesn't know what's down. He's been everywhere. And he went low, then he shot up. <laughs> say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He that descended is the same also that uh, is the same also that ascended up. See, he went low. How low did he go? To the lower parts of the earth. And then he said, when he got there, now he ascended and ascended far above the heavens. He has filled all. The lowest, there's no, you can't go so low, Christ can't reach you. Wow. This is the lowest, lowest, lowest. And then he has ascended. You, can't, you are not so high that he's not higher than you. Wow. Yeah, you can be a king. You can be an emperor. You can be a queen. You can be a prime minister, president, and he's higher than you. You can be an armed robber, and he's been lower than where you are. He can't help you. The love of Jesus is so high, you can't get over it. It's so low, you can't go under it. It's so wide, you can't get around it. Oh, how wonderful the love of Jesus is. He, he went up that he might feel all things. So, did you see that this statement is in brackets? So really, it's not part of the original conversation. It's just, he brought it in just to put a highlight on something he just said. And what he just said was that when he ascended on high, look at verse 7 and verse 8. I'm teaching you how to do your Bible studies. Are you not enjoying this Bible thing at all? Verse, verse 7 says that we have one father. One and verse 7 says that, but unto every one of us. Do you see how verse 7 starts? It starts with but. But he was talking about one father, one well, one baptism, but. In spite of this oneness, however, there's also diversity. Okay, so then it says that unto everyone grace is given according to the gift, gift, the measure of the gift of Christ. Then verse, verse, verse eight says that, that therefore he said when he, because of that he said when Jesus ascended, ah, oh, all right, when therefore he said when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. I know you missed it. Look at verse 7. Are you okay? You're welcome. You all right? Look at verse 7. Let's already allow. Let's go. How is grace given? According to the measure. I can't hear you. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. I can't hear you. So grace is given according to the measure, what is used. So if I use my hand to measure the head, okay. So the, the measuring apparatus is my head, my hand, as I explained. The bigger the measure, the bigger the opportunity. Now, he said grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Say the gift of Christ. The gift of Christ. And he said, wherefore? Because of that, therefore, he said, when, give us New King James, please. I wanted a New King James because of the he, when, after the when. Did you see that? But look at Old King James. See the he? You won't know whether it's talking about God or who. But the New King James helps you to know that it's talking about Christ, God. Okay, that's why I needed it. Therefore, wherefore is the same as therefore. 
Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, who ascended on high? Who is the one who ascended on high? Okay, so when Christ ascended on high, he did something. He led captivity. Captive. So, um, okay. No, sit down. Sit on her. Yes. She wants to get up. He said, no, I won't get her. Captivity has, uh, this one has held her captive. Try like you want to get up. You know, he won't allow you. Try again. He won't, he won't allow you. So when he went, ascended on high, Jesus led captive, this captivity. He arrested captivity. You understand that? He, he, captivity now became a captive. So he led captivity captive. That's what the charismatic like, breakthrough. But not only that, not only that, not, what else did he do? Thank you. And what did he do? What was the previous conversation? He said that grace is given according to the measure of the gifts. That's why he said, he spoke to us about when he ascended on life, he led captivity captive and gave gifts. You see, the gift is coming here. The gift is, he gave gifts. And he says, grace is given according to the measure of the gift he gave. Uh, now, we have to find out what is this gift we are talking about. What's that gift? What's that gift? When he say gave gift, what's that gift? Because that gift will determine the grace you're operating. If you get to find out what that gift is, and then, then you make sure that you get yourself exposed to more measure of that gift. Because that is what determines the according grace you're operating. Am I making sense at all? Yes, so, he led captivity camps and gave gift unto men. Then he brings in a parenthetical statement in brackets. Did you see that? Yeah. So that is really, you can take out the brackets, the statement in brackets, you can ignore that and continue the conversation without it uttering what he's trying to say. But what did he bring in? Just to throw light on what he was just talking about, ascension. He ascended. He said, so the one who ascended is the same one who went below and so he might feel all things. So he's just giving a bit of explanation about this ascension thing, how deep it is. That's why I said he went so low, you can't go low, he can't get you. He's gone so high. So that, that, that's, that's not the main point of the conversation. But he just threw it in to, to, to uh, um, say a few things about ascension. But now what I want us to do is, let, so the bracket starts from verse 9, isn't it? Some of you don't know what brackets are. <laughs> it starts from the beginning of verse 9. Where does, let's go to, let's see where it ends. The next verse. Oh, so it ends. So verse 9 and verse 10. Okay, let's try and take verse 9 and verse 10 and connect verse 8 to verse 11 and see if we can make some. This is just basic maths. Basic maths equation. Basic. Am I making sense? Basically, because if we take those two verses, we are not taking it out of the Bible. We are just taking it out of the conversation so that the explanation doesn't get too long. Let's short circuit it. Let's, let's bridge it. So it's almost like summarization. Yes, summarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what we are going to do is we will read the verse 8. And then from it, we continue in the verse 11 because it's a continuation. Okay. Now we are on a search looking for the gift, right? Because until we find the gift, 
we might compromise on the means of grace. Verse 8. Let's go. Verse 11. about then. So he says that unto every one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gifts of Christ. Therefore he said when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and actually gave gifts to men. Verse 11 says that to some he gave apostles. To some he gave prophets. To some he gave evangelists. To some he gave teachers. Ah. So the gifts that he gave are human beings. Is there? He himself gave some to be. So he, he gave the son to be apostle. That's the gift that Christ gave. When we talk about the gift of Christ, we are not talking about speaking in tongues. When we talk about the gift of Christ, we are talking about an apostle. We are talking about a prophet. You are talking about a, 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 an evangelist. You are talking about a pastor or a teacher. Normally they call it the five-fold ministry. Ooh. The only way Christ can build his church is through the gift he gave to the church. When he resurrected from the dead and he was going ascending on high, he led captivity, he gave captivity a kick. Get out. He gave a kick on the backside from the girl's life. Get out of the girl's life. And I arrested the devil, and now he gave the girl a pastor. He gave, he gave her a prophet. He gave her an apostle. He gave, he gave, he gave. He gave. Shout hallelujah. That's what he gave. So when you come to church or when you come to Christ, he saves you from demonic harassment. But it doesn't leave you like that. He has to give you an access to a gift. So that your deliverance will be serviced. Your liberty, your freedom, your breakthrough, your blessing, your growth can be guaranteed by the instrumentality of a gift of Christ in your life. Satan, when he wants to attack you, he will inspire your heart to attack the gift. To entertain negative stories about the gift. To he want to hear bad news about the gift of Christ. And very soon you realize that the gift Christ gave you will receive. Because, oh, these pastors are like this. This one is like that. This one is like that. And your life stays like that. Wow. Yes. I not preaching at all. Is somebody learning something at all? I feel sorry for some of your friends who call themselves Christians who have who are very bad pastors who doesn't who, who don't teach them. It's, it's a serious crisis to be a Christian without a teacher. Because I said the quality of your Christianity has a lot, everything to do with your quality of understanding of scripture. And your quality of understanding of scripture has is at the mercy of your teacher. Teaches you will determine how you what you can understand. 
That's why much of church life should be spent in teaching. Because there's too much junk we gather when we are growing up. That when we get born again, there's a lot of de-junking to be done. And it's, a, it's always based on the teaching you receive. A lot of people think they are Christians, but they are struggling. They are struggling in the hands of the devil. A lot of people don't understand what, being, what Christianity is about. Some of you, when you came around, you didn't, you thought, oh, there are some nice people are gathering here in the hotel. No, no, we are having church, man. Yes. We, we are Christians. We are Christians. Yes. We actually dream of Christians. Oh, but, 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 so long as for me, this is how I see. Shut, shut up. When people say this is how I see, I wonder, but who do you think you are? This is how I see it. And so what? What does it change? You can choose to say there's no war going on in Ukraine. It doesn't make any difference. In my opinion. Stop the building your life up from on opinion. And start building your life on insight. Opinion, opinion, opinion. Opinion, opinion. And you are open to all kinds of nuances of demonic infiltrations. Well, let me continue the text. So he said, wherefore, when he ascended, I gave, let captivity captive and gave gift to men. Why? Because he says that the grace that you operate in is at the mercy of your exposure to the gift. The measure of the gift. Say the measure of the gift. Say it again. Say it again. Well, you can get born again here, and in five years, your life is still nothing. No, no, nothing. Because you have not exposed yourself to sit down to be taught, 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 to be fed. There are a lot of people in the spirit. They are like lean cows. Yes. Anorexia, spiritual. <laughs> lean cows in the spirit. They are emaciated, malnourished. Malnourished, underfed, underdeveloped. You have been in church for three years, and yet your development is about six weeks. Yeah. Stunted development. It's like you have a syndrome spiritually. You're not growing. When a child is born, everybody's happy. Hey, baby, quichi, 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 quichi. But after two years, if this baby is still like same, after four years, it's still it's not working. After five years, after six years, still breastfeeding. Hey, if you know some of the boys, it looks like you were breastfeeding after five, six years. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the text. So we, he he led captivity captives and gave gift to men. To some, he gave apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some teaching pastors. Why? Verse 12. For the equipping of the saints. Equipping to furnish, to train, to raise. That's the gift of Christ. God, Christ gave us a gift. Give us these gifts. The job of the prophet, the job of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, their job is singular to equip the saints for the saints to do the work of the ministry. 
Ministry is work. Somebody must do it. It's not the job of the apostle. The job of the apostle is to equip the saints. Who are the saints? The believers. Now, when you have been equipped by a saint, that will tell the kind of grace you can function in. The grace is given unto each one of us based on your exposure. There's some of us, there's no strong pastoral access in your life. Pastoral exposure. Spiritual leadership exposure. Some people, when they come to church, they always want to just be far. Far. Far, as, as for me. When we are after saying, we sit quietly after church. Some people, they, are, they determine I will never get close to pastor. I don't want to get close. I, I don't want to go. Not because, not because of honor, but because of secret life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, I want to privatize my life. I don't want you want to. I want, I know my uncle, my auntie, my uncle, my cousin used to do in church, and every time, every day, I call him. Where are you? I don't, I don't want that. Me, I just want God. I come and I check out. I check in and I check out. I check in and I check out. You are denying yourself grace. Denying yourself grace. You are denying yourself grace. His said, grace is given according to, never forget that, according to the measure of the gifts of Christ. He said he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, edifying to build up, edifying, edifying of the body of Christ. Now, this is why I brought this scripture. So, look at this, interesting. Let's already allow. Now, that he gave the apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, evangelist, pastor, teacher, for the equipping of this, right? For the equipping of the saints. Uh-huh. Okay, let me, do, let me let's do the Bible explanation here. You see, that phrase, for the equipping, so if you don't take it, you read it like this. He gave the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, no, no, yeah. For what? The equipping of the saint, number one. For, for, the, for the two. For, no, 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 no. That's not what it means. It means for the equipping of the saints so that the saint, equipped saint will do the work of the ministry. Look at NIV. Look at NIV. To equip the, his people for works of service. So he gave them to equip. My job is to equip you for you to do works of service. So he gave the saying for the equipping of the saints. For, so we equip the saints for the work of ministry. Does that make sense? So we are there to equip the, the saints and we equip the saints for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body. Does that make sense? But how long can that go on? How long is that supposed to go on? Now, Pastor, when you started your course, didn't you finish? What kind of school every day they say they are teaching you for the rest of your life? 
this unity, I know why you roll, you don't finish. Every day, they're, they're, every time, there are lectures, 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 teaching, teaching. So, when you are rolling on a course, at least you must also know when your course is supposed to end, right? Like you are going to do your master's, at least you know it's going to finish at the time. Yeah. So you can plan your marriage. So what you are enrolling, okay, pastor, right, they are, we are supposed to be equipped. For how long? For how long is this equipping going on? We will be taught in church or how, how long? Is it, the Bible said it. Tell me, pastor, why is it? It's there. And that's, you have no opinion. It's property. It's there. Pastor, show me. For how long? Look at the next verse, the first word. Still. Still, it's not for graduation. Until something happens, we can't stop teaching. Until something happens, we cannot stop teaching in church. Until something happens, not just we stop teaching church, we can't stop teaching you too. Doesn't matter how much you've been taught, you can, we can't stop teaching you. Why? Until we all, say we all. We all. Say we all. We we all, we all, until we all do what? We come to, oh, that word has come back. The verse three word has come back. The verse three was the unity of the spirit. But now we need the pastors to work for the unity of faith. Ah, you didn't see that. So when you get born again, we have unity of the spirit. But it takes teaching over a period of time before we come to unity of faith. So, that is why it's not everybody who calls himself a Christian who I can worship with. Na, 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 na. The fact that you call yourself a Christian or you call yourself a church doesn't mean I can come and worship with you. Because we are not, when it comes to the faith and the subject of theology, what you are focusing on is not what my spiritual understanding teaches me. I can't come and be worshiping with you. We kneel down and be reading, reading rosary. No, no, think about it. With my understanding. Well, well, it's, it's, I've, I've, I've insulted myself. Can you imagine you come and holding rosary? Hail Mary. For what? Please, no, no, no. Don't take a person. Think. How can I do that? For what? On what grounds? Please show me. On what grounds? Am I going to kneel down in front of a statue and be holding something and counting? On what grounds? On what grounds? I can't do that for the sake of my conscience. I can't do something. So you might be a believer. Yes, maybe you are born again. But we are not at the same level of faith. It will take time to teach him. To teach him. Through teaching, through teaching, through teaching. So we have oneness when it comes to the one body. But when it comes to faith, it will take a period of time. That is why, that's, that's why I took this introduction. And this is where I was coming when I started from the verse 3. And I've actually explained Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 3 to verse 13, 10 verses or 11. So we all come to the unity of faith, to the, I like that one, to the, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, we are all coming to a certain knowledge. So no one has, no one has been left by, how many of you know that this will take the entire lifetime of the church? Yes. So that's why teaching can't stop. 
This unit you have enrolled on, we can't finish teaching you. There's no graduation day in mind. <laughs> You'll be taught and taught, and you also be teaching others. The whole Christian life is teaching. You are being taught and you are teaching. You are being taught and you are teaching. You are being taught and you are teaching. You are being taught. But Pastor, me, what can I teach? The little you know commits to faithful men who will also be able to teach. The reason why we teach you is so you can teach others. So in, a, in, in Hebrews chapter, chapter 5, verse 11, it talks about hard things to understand, of whom we have much to say, and hard to explain. Why? Because you are dull of hearing. Okay. Dull. It's like cock, cock in your ears. You know, champagne, that thing, pop. It's in some in your ears. Cock in your ears. Dull of hearing. That's what he said. We have a lot of things to say about Melchizedek, but we can't say it. It's because you are dull. The problem is not our ability to say, but your ability to grasp. Yeah. Dull of hearing. Watch this. Look at the verse. The next verse. Verse 12. For though by this time, say by this time. Say by this time. For though by this time you ought to be teaching. Ah! So you have been taught enough to be able to teach others. Does that mean you're going to start a congregation? No, not necessarily. You don't need a congregation to be able to teach. That person you've met in church is not growing church. You can, you can teach them a lot of things. Teach them about service. Teach them about humility. Teach them about forgiveness. Teach them about tithing. Teach them about prayer. Teach them the little you know. Teach them about coming to church on time. Teach them about being humble. Teach them. Teach them. Teach somebody. That's a sign that you are growing. And you're also impacting life into somebody. Teach others. By this time, when you ought to be teachers, you have been in, in church. Three months, you can be able to teach somebody something. And the little you know, you can be able to teach somebody. You've been in church too long. By this time, when you ought to be teachers, you need to be taught the basic things again. It's in the Bible. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have become, you have need milk, milk, not solid food. You are still on feeding bottle. You're preaching. And you're wearing big suits. Big beard. Big choir uniforms. Skimpy usher slimming dresses. teach anybody. You can communicate the truths of God, genuine truth of God that, that underget holy living. You're only teaching people how to gossip. Teaching people how, don't let anyone talk to you like that. As I'm telling you, this church, people, that's the only thing you are teaching. You are teaching the devil has hijacked your tongues. For by this time, when you ought to be teachers, you have the need that they should teach you. You are still on, uh, is it S, S, SMA? SMA. You are Actimel, yes. You are still on Actimel. You are still on Actimel. There are people in the church. They are in church. You've been in church long. But in the spirit, you are wearing diapers. Then. Some of you, you have an auntie, you have an uncle who has been in church before you were born. But you are far, you've been in Christ about two years. You are far older in the spirit than your auntie. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. 
Spiritual maturity doesn't come with age. It comes with teachings and feeding and practicing. For by this time, when ye ought to be teachers, that means everybody has that calling to be able to teach. Pastor, prove it. He said, go into the world, go into all nations and make disciples, teaching them, teaching them, teaching discipleship is teaching based, not excitement based, not shouting based. Some people, instead of looking for a teacher in that Christian brother or that Christian sister, it's a friend they are looking for. You are looking for a friend in her. That's why she's not good with phone calls and you say she's in some way. Meanwhile, she's teaching you good stuff to help you. Please relinquish your pursuit for a friend and start focusing for looking for a teacher. Is somebody learning something at all? Teacher, you can teach if you have been taught. He said, what does a man have which he did not receive? And if you receive it, why would you boast about it? First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7, something like that. Somewhere there. that God asks us to do, we can do it by his spirit. So, my pastor, there's something in the Bible which beats my mind because you said he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. So teacher is a special gift. I am not one. Ah, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad. Your mind is very smart. Because nowadays I found out that many people, the only smart thing in their life is their phone. <laughs> Especially some of the girls. The only smart thing in your life. Because if you are smart, you let the guy be sleeping with you like that. smart thing in your life is that Apple phone. Ooh. Very smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look smart but there's nothing smart in your life. <laughs> you dress smart but you are not smart. Even some cars are better than you. Smart cars. Uh. To the extent that now we even have smart watches. Smart watches. Smart phones. Smart TV. Smart cookers. Now the smart has been taken over by gadgets. And the people have become dumb, 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 dumb. (laughs) Smart Alexa is telling you everything. Are you ladies have the atom? 
so you can teach. What are you supposed to teach? What you have been taught. Commit to others. When I got born again, I'm always interested in communicating the truth of God I've learned to others. It's always been my life. I just want, you come around me, I'll share what I know. Some of you don't share with anybody. You have not impacted anybody's life. You have not impacted it. Full of opinions and ideas. And some of the ladies, I don't understand you. You look churchy. But you are not, you are unproductive. When it comes to other people's development, tell, show me who you have actively impacted and they've developed. Some of you. You have been long enough in church. Or you've been in church long enough. But show me your fruits. Show me your fruits. At best, you only made a friend and a shopping friend to go for shopping and you don't like the way this person is. That's especially the girls. The ladies. The ladies. People come around you and they couldn't stop fornicating. Because of your emphasis. Your emphasis. Your emphasis. People, someone makes friends with you in church and it becomes their demise. Meanwhile, you've been around for a long time. But you are very toxic to people's spiritual progress. Because of your emphasis, carnal emphasis. All about yourself, all about what you think, all about things you have been through, and people don't know, and you don't like some people, and you don't like some people. You are a toxic element in the fornication. You are like a cancerous cell. Yeah, gangrene. I didn't say it's in the Bible, Second Timothy chapter two. So everything I'm saying is there. Is there? Yeah. A lot of people don't understand what Christianity is about. <laughs> they don't understand. That's why Jesus said in the last days, some people say, "Lord, Lord, didn't you cast out them?" He said, "I don't know you." Ah, ah. So you don't know me. Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, 22, 20. You know that? No, everyone who say, "Lord, Lord," will enter the kingdom of heaven. He said, in that day, many will say, I'm surprised that he said many, not only a few. Many will be saying it. Are you part of the many now will be saying it? You say, hey, I don't know you. Hey, shut up. I don't know you. So all along when you are doing it, think you are doing it right. He said, you know you are doing it wrong. Don't, don't, don't deceive yourself. Many will say to me, in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied? Uh-uh. Prophesied. Prophesied. Have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons. You were able to cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, demons were saying, were leaving. And yet Jesus said, I don't know you. You worker of iniquity. Ah. Oh. Your behavior, your works, your works. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 14, he said, Blessed are they who die in the Lord, for their works will follow them. Ay. Revelation 13, verse 14. That's a serious text. Blessed are they, 14, 13, sorry. Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labor and their works follow them. Their works follow them. Their works follow them. Their works follow them. Sometimes you do something, think, oh, I've done it, and God, no, he's following you. Things you have done, he's still following you. Especially after you become a Christian. 
Oh, so does that mean I will not be saved because of things I have done? Your works will follow you. And Jesus said that you'll be given a lot of blows. They will whip you. Ow! In heaven, there's a session. Or after that, there's a session. You hear people cry. Ow! You know when you watch a movie and somebody's being tortured? Yeah, in heaven, you'll be, what's going on? So that sister, the choir sister, yeah. <laughs> that would not be your story. Yeah. That will not be your story. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You will do well in life. Yeah. I stand here as a prophet. You see, he says grace is given to you according to the measure of the gift. And I stand here as a gift of God, as a prophet. And I declare that you will do well in life. 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 You will not fail in life. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together and please take your seats. Wow. wow. Did you receive something? God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.